Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to True Murder, the most shocking killers in true crime history and the authors that have written about them. Gacy, Bundy, Dahmer, The Night Stalker, BTK. Every week, another fascinating author talking about the most shocking and infamous killers in true crime history. True Murder, with your host, journalist and author, Dan Zupanski. Good evening. Jim Jones convinced his 1,000 followers they would all have to commit suicide since he was going to die. Shoko Asahara convinced his followers to release a weapon of mass destruction, the deadly sarin gas on a Tokyo subway. The Order of the Solar Temple lured the rich and famous, including Princess Grace of Monaco, convinced them to die a fiery death now on Earth to be reborn on a better planet called Sirius. Charles Manson convinced his followers to kill in an attempt to incite an apocalyptic race war. These are a few of the doomsday cults examined in this book by best-selling author Alan R. Warren. Its focus is on cults whose destructive behavior was due in large part to their apocalyptic beliefs or doomsday movements. It includes details surrounding the massacres and the look into how their members became so brainwashed they committed unimaginable crimes at the command of their leader. Usually when we hear about these cults and their massacres, we ask ourselves how it possibly happened. We could also ask ourselves, what then is the difference between a cult and a religion? We once had a small group of people who unquestionably followed a person who believed that he was a son of God. 2,000 years later, that following is one of the most recognized religions in the world. This book in no way criticized believing in God. Rather, it examines how a social movement grows into a full religion, and when it does not, and what makes the conventional faiths such as Christianity, Judaism, Islam, and Hinduism, when Hinduism stand above groups such as the Branch Davidians or Children of God. The book that we are featuring this evening is Doomsday Cults, The Devil's Hostage, with my special guest, journalist and author and host of House of Mystery, Alan R. Warren. Thank you very much for agreeing to this interview. Welcome back, Alan R. Warren. Thanks very much for asking me to be on. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure, and uh, congratulations on this book. Very, very extensive and comprehensive comprehensive investigation of cults um, that have happened before and ones presently. Very, very enlightening. Let's talk about why you wanted to write this book and sort of the focus of this book, Doomsday Cults? Well, I think it's something that I've been doing for a few years now, quite a few years, and um, meeting a lot of people that have been in some of these cults and um, how they believe even afterwards. And um, sort of that and my own sort of growing up, just as probably all of us in, in Canada or the U.S., with some sort of uh, religious influence, um, 
and just it just coming from that and trying to understand trying to understand the differences and and um why people uh belong to things like this what are some of the cults that you examine specifically in this book and then comment and again further examine in this book as examples of the cults and and what exactly again when i mentioned this focus um you said the focus on the cults whose destructive behavior was due in large part to their apocalyptic beliefs and hence the term doomsday cults tell us about some of these cults that we you examine in this book well when i when i was putting together on a lot of cult books like i have 3 here and this is the first one to be released the idea was um how to put them all together and um make them fit so with the doomsday one um these these all tend to have um some sort of charismatic leader somebody that um presents himself as um a prophet or uh, very close to God, or even being God's son, or appointed by God, and uh, what they're there to do generally um, is to uh, lead the army, the army of God, and lead um, in, them into some sort of uh, future world after the apocalypse, which is coming, and they know about the end of the world, and so they are going to lead them and and take them into the new into either a new planet or into the new world after the battle or war happens and and so each one of these tends to have that sort of angle to it that sort of reasoning and right from Jim Jones to Charles Manson David Koresh um, they all had that so um, you know they have slight tweaks on what they say whether the son of God or they're appointed they're a prophet or whatever the case and whether we have to catch a spaceship to the new world and the, the new level the new place that we're going or whether we're just going to be the ones that uh, rebuild the world after the, the the end times so they all sort of have that that direction and they all tend to have the similarity of uh, Someone that's really um, in charge, someone that uh, they 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 bow to, so so to speak, and and that's for different reasons. Um, but in general, it's because they're dealing with the holy person. Certainly, you say each group has some form of indoctrination program, uh, mind control process, and uh, that members are exploited financially, very often sexually or for labor or other reasons and you write that cult plus time some people have written it equals religion uh, scholars refer to cults as uh, new religious movements so when you mentioned and we mentioned in the introduction about movements um, you also write that a Roman Empire initially considered Judaism as a cult and Jesus was just one of at least a dozen religious messiahs during that socially turbulent time. You go on to write about movements itself. Um, this was fascinating. Tell us about these movements and their connection to religious uh, religions themselves. Well, as in as in the movements, they tend to always have um, 
some sort of a, an agenda, a religion behind them, some sort of a, a, a truth. Um, I, I, I think that uh, trying to separate religious movements from cults is really tough uh, because what exactly is the difference? Uh, and a lot of that in that first chapter that you talk about is uh, uh, when you look at uh, Jesus Christ and you look at his following, he was one of 12 groups that we knew about that had the same similar um, sort of process within the group and the same sort of uh, belief. And yeah, they were all considered kind of cults by the Romans. And if you were to take some of those and put them now, which there are quite a few now, uh, groups that have the same similar um, ways about them, um, how would we uh, look at them now? How would we have, how would we look at Jesus now if 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 a person was to come forward like you look at David Koresh, who said they are the appointed one, and they decide what's going to happen and and who's going to do what with who and where, and they they make all of these decisions. And they can heal people even, like Jim Jones was able to cure cancer or uh, whatever the case. Um, so now we look at them as cults. Back then, they were considered uh, by common people someone's, you know, a regular power, a place to go. So it's, it's, it's really the context of where the cult is. It's very interesting, too, getting back to when you describe as movements, religious movements in the Mideast, um, you had uh, Sunni Islam, Shia Islam, Ibanites, um, Ibanites, uh, Valencian Gnosticism. In Europe, you have uh, Christian Kabbalah, Familists. Right. Um, again, a bunch of other names that are un- very unpronounceable to me. But in India, Sikhism. Um, Hinduism, Buddhism, different Ravader Buddhism, uh, so different forms of Buddhism, uh, Sikhism, uh, Shia Islam, uh, Sunni Islam, different variations of Christianity. So, and just the sheer number of religious movements is is fascinating. Then you write about in the 1600s. You write that American colonies in the U.S. had a reputation, sort of a, a safe haven. For religious radicals and so the section between Albany and Buffalo New York you write birthplace of seven-day Adventists uh, Jehovah Witnesses Millerism Universal Friends uh, Mormonism spiritualism and and American Shakers among others what is it about society that there were so many movements and really no it looks like no general consensus about religion, just only more religious groups and sects um, branching off from those. And again, from those religious movements, what is the difference between a cult, when they say a classification that will be called a cult or a religious movement, what is the difference in the classification? Well, the, 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 the real problem is, again, the context. You know, when you have these groups... You have these uh, religions, and when you have slight break-off groups, they're usually um, someone within that that religion that believes in 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 a particular part 
of where they get the religion from, the, the, the Quran or the Bible, or, and they take that part and they believe it differently. They, they see it as meaning something different. And so they will break away and create their own sort of sect or a, you know, division of that. There's so many Christian divisions now, and Catholic, and even Muslim to an extent. And so they 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 sort of have these offshoots. Um, when that was going on, um, people that actually had totally different um, ideas of the religion, such such as the SDA, seven days and stuff. Why why America was considered a, a good place to go is it was consider it the place to go to get away from the mainstream religions. So it was kind of a, you know, the burning district there you mentioned, that was really popular amongst some of these smaller and more considered radical uh, divisions. And um, so that's where it all started. So Seventh-day Adventists in general, and a lot of the other groups you mentioned that came to the burning district in the, in the U.S., tended to be more um, end times. They tended to have more of uh, the the faith that we were living at the end of the world. So that was the biggest difference um, between that and the mainstream religions. And what exactly is the difference between them? It's usually about the uh, the, the power sect. Um, when a certain group is, is, is in control, they have a lot of funds, they have a lot of money, they have a lot of support, and they get involved in the governments. And so in Europe, the Catholics were... Um, really the the main church, uh, the most powerful. In the United States, you could come and start your group, uh, even like the Mormons, and you could create your own um, base out of people that all rejected that religion, the original religion in Europe. So, um, and, and how do you tell the difference? Uh, it's really who, who can last the, you know, the time. If you can stand the test of time, um, then you become more of a religion. And and the other aspect is usually the person or the person that runs that, that division. Um, even when they pass, people continue on with the, what they were taught by that person. And uh, you start to become more of a religion than just a cult. You say that the hardest thing to explain about the followers is the commitments of members to the cult, especially when they remain committed, even after the prophecies, when we talked about the end days, there's always a, or usually there is a time specified. So these prophecies turn out to be wrong or false. Do you think that's, you, you explain that that is the hardest thing to explain about followers? Yeah, most of the, the ones that I spoke with that were um, after the fact, um, after it was all said and done, and it, and it never happened the way it was supposed to. Um, it, when you talk with them, a lot of them still had the beliefs. They still lived the lifestyle they were taught. And and some of them even uh, figure they're like David Koresh. He's coming back. He's going to return to Earth, even though he was killed. So so they really, so they, you know, there is this point. And I know that in the last part of the book, we talk about brainwashing and a lot of the... Um, uh, you know, breaking points and stuff. And when you come, when you look at um, how they can continue on, there, there has to be a, a part. There's a, a lot of psychologists suggest that it's just people don't want to admit they're wrong. 
uh, and uh, there's there's certain terms they use that kind of uh, go to that. But I think there's more to it. There's something deeper than that um, in a person that um, would would continue on with that sort of belief, even though it's you know it didn't happen. So um, we start have to, we have to identify the personality the people that are behind that and the ones that follow these groups. And you have to start finding out more about the, the, the characteristics of the people that get into cults and why that they get involved. Um, mm-hmm. And again, it's really tough. You know, uh, Look how de- devout people are to mainstream religions, um, Catholic, Christian, and, and, they, they, and they get so, so involved that Everything they do and they their their lifestyle starts to surround that. That's all there is. So every day it's about the church and about uh, their God and about living to fulfill that. So their physical life becomes secondary. And so I don't know if it's if it's about habit, if it's about um, just you know where that where that drops off to where they never ever change. Doesn't matter who's in the church and what the church is doing itself. It's interesting, too, uh, that you write about what happens when they recognize things in their leader that they thought were... Well, uh, they find out things about the leader that that tarnishes the reputation of the church itself and makes them doubt that this leader is a all-supreme being. Uh, so, in terms of that, let's talk about Jim Jones and the People's Temple and the Disciples of Christ, 1978, because it's very interesting how Jim Jones, at least to all people that he encountered, and we will talk about some of the, the, the authorities and officials that he charmed with his ideas about this utopia, uh, first in America and then later when they relocated in Jonestown, especially, Let's talk about Jim Jones and some of the things that he said and used to convince people to join him in the People's Temple. Well, Jim Jones had, um, uh, first of all, he was that charismatic guy. He had that way about him. You know, he was practicing preaching when he was just a child, and he would preach to trees and forests, and he was, you know, he was very, um, you know, he was just out there. He was the personality. And um, when he started his own church, what he did was he started um, by taking um, all of the minority um, groups that were being oppressed at the time. You know, in the 60s and the 70s, when you had the uh, KKK was at their one of their strongest points at that time and was very, um, very out there, you might say. They weren't hidden. And uh, so there was so much of this going on uh, so he would he would open his doors he wanted he welcomed uh people of color and gay and just everybody into the church and he was one of the first to do that uh because typically the church was 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 frowning upon uh, you know any sort of um difference like either you fit in and became how what what they wanted or you were not part of them so he was very much into all of this you know, um, you know, hippies. Um, it didn't matter what 
you, what kind of a person in that way you were, he wanted you. He wanted all of that in there, and you felt very welcomed and loving. He was also the first family where him and his wife adopted a, a black child as as their own, and right. um, that caused a lot of turmoil. You would not believe how much um, people didn't want to associate with you, or they cut you out, or they didn't uh, they didn't want to be part of your life because of that. That 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 made you less of a family. And so, so he, he, he caught on to that, and he really absorbed that. And all of the people uh, that he could, he was very welcoming and opening, and people loved that, and they felt they were part of, of a real religious movement that cared about them. So they wanted to be there. And so this, this just grew and grew and grew, and, um, and that was really how it began. You know, um, it was it was pretty amazing. Um, the the following he had was just just incredible. Um, it, it got to a point where he moved right from this all happened in in Indiana in Indianapolis actually, and uh, so he took them all to uh, California. Right. Now he endeared himself to people like Harvey Milk, uh, involved with the city of San Francisco official and the mayor, and uh, people were very interested in what seemed to be all these happy people, and they had quite a following, you say, well over well over a thousand people had relocated to this, this compound that he was conducting. But also, you say, when you talk about the negative reaction that Jones and his family had by adopting that black child, in his mind, and I don't know if he was paranoid or, or at least I would have been maybe paranoid about this as well that he thought the CIA was watching him and tapping his phones and that his food was being poisoned. So I think that certainly he was delusion, deluded, but that the CIA could have been watching him at that time because of his activities isn't that out, isn't out, that out there if they're watching John Lennon and his activities. So at right, the same right. time... <laughs> sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, you've got to remember in the times, 60s and 70s, um, you were considered a, an enemy. You were considered, um, like if you were into rock and roll and, and, and all of the things that they thought were an enemy to society, an enemy to, to religion in a sense. Um, and, and so he, he had that in him. People treated him that way when he started to become big. And, and I have to say, it's also known that he started taking drugs. And sure. the combination of the drugs and and the way people um, ostracized him, he he became paranoid. He he started hiring bodyguards. He started sort of separating himself and protecting himself because he did think that someone would try to kill him. This is also the time that Bobby Kennedy was killed. You know, um, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. So this this was not a wingnut idea to think, oh my God, they're going to try and kill me. And like you mentioned, John Lennon, those were people, now we look back at them and see them as kind of, um, they were good people and they were people trying to get rights and doing, you know, John Lennon and all this stuff and singing about love. But back then they were, they, they thought these guys are, these guys are really destructive. We got to protect ourselves and protect our children from these guys. So he was kind of on that, on that threshold in his mind, he put himself up there with people like um, Martin Luther King. So, yeah, I could see why he would be scared. 
You write, though, that uh, with the People's Temple, he also, very much of the, the popularity and the allure, and more so the, and the charisma even, is the chicken entrails used for audience members. He's healing the sick and had a very loving behavior with kids and old people, but he was, he was tricking them and fooling them and, and trying to pretend he was a, a, a person of magic and, and healing people of their illnesses. So this was part of the thing. The other, he had a couple people, and then you write about the, the myrtles, where they were convinced that Jones had cured their son of a heart condition telepathically. And yet, at the same time, they saw a difference in when they had joined this group. The discipline was getting harsher. He had patted their 16-year-old daughter in front of 600 people. So they saw a behavior that they hadn't seen before that was far less charismatic as time went on. Oh, it was it was uh, yeah, and they were they were a perfect example of a uh, family when he came to California, and it became like a he became like a celebrity, you know, and and he was hobnobbing with all the famous people and and people around in at the time and in in San Francisco and California he was popular, so yeah, they were a typical family that sought out to join someone like uh, Jim Jones and the people's temple not only accepted everybody, but like you said, he started doing all of these healings, healing cancer, healing uh, heart conditions. And so they would, they would come and bring their, bring their family, bring their kids and give up everything. See, and that was the trick. You know, they, they join someone like Jim Jones. They give up their, their finances, their house, car, everything they had went into the, the people's temple. So they were they were there, and they became sort of trapped within. Uh, they had no means to get out. And uh, when you were living amongst a group, that's when you were ordered and disciplined by the group themselves. So yeah, he would, if he, you know, in that particular case, he thought their their daughter uh, had kissed another girl and was perhaps a lesbian. So he um, he actually yeah spanked her and. Um, there, there's, it became very um, strict within the community. Uh, you know, he still had a uh, communist sort of point of view that, you know, the commune lives together and we do everything together and everything goes into one. And with that uh, came the discipline because if you stepped out of line, uh, you were going to be uh, taught not to. And so, yeah, it was very strict. And so people got in, into it, but they felt trapped once they got in. You talk about feeling trapped. We talk about in all of these cults, the idea that someone would defect or someone would criticize the leader or want to leave is uh, not good for the business of, the, of this cult, of this group. It's especially evident in the James, in Jim Jones story here. When you talk about that Myrtle couple and their daughter... They eventually left in 1974, and of course they became vocal opponents of Jones, which wasn't good. And they eventually opened what you what you write the Human Freedom Center to help cult defectors and People's Temple survivors. However, in in February 1980, the Myrtles and their daughter were found murdered in their home, and no one was ever arrested. 
Yeah, and that was that was you know it was it was an obvious uh, case of, of uh, being taken out, and uh, we don't really know how it happened in the sense if it was Jim Jones or someone that worked for him or, or what happened there, but or and people that really loved Jones and People's Temple and they felt threatened by what this group was doing. Um, it's question mark. Um, but again, that that was the start of of the tension. Uh, that family, and when they left and started a group against uh, Jim Jones and the People's Temple, um, it, it really made Jim Jones paranoid, and it really put him on edge. And um, there was also uh, articles that started coming out, you know, New West Magazine and and uh, even the Rolling Stone. There was a few different articles that were quite negative, and they talked to people that were in that group, people that had left and escaped it, so to speak. And so this, it was pretty damning. Um, and so that was uh, the time when Jim Jones wasn't sure what he was going to do. He, he, at first, he started doing the suicide uh, um, little, um, you know, I guess yes. drills, you would call them, right? Mm-hmm. He would, uh, you know, he would give them all wine and then tell them all, you've drank poison and you're going to die and just see the reactions. And he wasn't really happy with the reactions. And that was sort of what led him to search out a different country. Uh, to take his followers to. Um, so that that was kind of the beginning of the end, really. Yes. Uh, as many people know that um, a Congressman Leo Ryan from San Mateo County was concerned about some of the reports, and so he mobilized the delegation, but really didn't take it that seriously. Obviously, people know about this murder here. But he went to Guyana to see, and it's fascinating you know the image where they are in this uh, in this hall and they're having a festive time and dancing and singing and people seemingly happy uh, but eventually reporters find some people that have something to say negative and Jim Jones is put on the spot in front of reporters about some people wanting to leave and he said well that you know that's fine that's that's okay and and then one of the followers took things into his own hands, and the slaughter ensued. Uh, it's interesting how, especially I think for people that just, that's one of the very first cases of cults and the, the massacre that it ensues. And it's interesting to think how many people thought that this was a fantastic idea, this was a great guy, and even this Congressman Leo Ryan seemed to not know that they were going into something that they may never ever return from it's it's fascinating really oh it totally it was one of those situations where you look at um um you know so they they come over for a reason and they they believe they're going to be in this great commune and everyone's going to be happy they're all going to work and share and live together and um yeah when what happened actually and why why this sort of happened was some of the people that didn't go but their children went with let's say one of the spouses and they were back in America and they decided well I want my child back and uh, then they found out that there was no extradition treaty with Guyana so they couldn't get their kids back they started getting Mm -hmm. worried and then the rumors started coming out and so that's why Congressman Leo went Um, and so when he was there 
at first everything was presented in a great way. They thought, well, this, you know, this is great. And then they started getting, the first thing was the note that they received saying that there were some people that wanted to leave. And that kind of started it. And between Jim Jones being put on the spotlight with the media, as well as doing, he was doing heavy, heavy uh, drugs at the time. He was, and to look at the old films, he was just stoned out of his mind. And um, so, you know, when when Congressman was leaving and taking a lot of the members, he couldn't have that. So that was the beginning of let's kill everyone. We're all going to do a revolutionary suicide, send us money to Russia and things like that. And that was really, yeah, that was the first huge impact where you have like 900 followers that, that ended up dead, 912, I believe. Um and it was a shock to the world. And uh, I think it was a shock to a lot of people that one man can have so much influence and power over uh, a thousand people that they're all going to end up dead. Um, and and that, 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 um, I think that shocked the, the, at the time, definitely, you know, in 1978, um, it shocked the world. And um, and I was surprised and why I added this one because there's a lot of attention about Jim Jones, but he sure. he has the per- perfect um, you know um, he he did it, he did it the perfect way of getting the followers and doing all the things like he was really really good at what he did, and why I put him in was because I couldn't believe how many people of the new generation have no idea who Jim Jones was, had no idea about the religious movement idea. And and how people would follow and fall into this trap and end up dead uh, like this in a mass proportion, and uh, there are so many people that had no clue of it, and and it really surprised me of how many times when I was out talking and people were like, "No, who is Jim Jones?" <laughs> I was just yeah. like, "Wow, yeah. one is I know I'm getting old, but the other thing was, yeah." This was huge, but we've got to realize that this was 78, you know, in that area. A lot of these people that were born in the 90s or even in the 2000s here, they weren't even alive and they have no clue. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, postscript, that one of uh, Governor Ryan's aides that were shot on the tarmac and shot numerous times survived, this Jackie Spear. And fascinatingly, she becomes... She takes over Governor the, the assassinated Governor Ryan's old seat in Congress and is still there, as you write. It's just fascinating. Let's talk about uh, a less familiar, a less known crime, but people have heard of it. Let's talk about the Tokyo subway attack and the uh, March 20th, 1995. Tell us a little bit about this attack and Shoko Asahara. Yeah, Shoko Asahari. He was um, he was a unique character, but he was he was the guru of the group, he, uh, the supreme truth or Om Shinrinkyo, and he was the uh, the leader. And um, he again he thought that uh, there was going to be a big um, Armageddon, a big war uh, b- between um, I believe the United States and and Japan, and and yeah. um, he had all of these ideas. And so, um, for some reason, he 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 was going to lead his group into. Uh, 
you know, I, I, this still always sort of, you know, you, you believe there's going to be an end of the world, you know, a race war or some sort of Armageddon, but you've got to go and either start it or intimidate it or do something to create an event and you being, you know, some prophet or, or some, some relation to God. And so, and your survivors or your followers believe that. So you go in to do these things, uh, you know, so that's kind of the Tokyo rush hour subway thing was to go in and, and um, kill a lot of people. And uh, so, uh, you know, uh, this was not the first time that they attacked with uh, some sort of nerve gas or agent. And so uh, this was when five of them, the members, uh, jumped on and um, became um, um, mil- militant. So they decided that they were going to uh, um, put their duffel bag and uh, full of nerve gas, which sarin sarin gas which was something that they were using then and um and uh before they got off the train they would stick it with their umbrella and it would release the gas and so they did that at just after eight in the morning and um so, so that's how it happened and uh of course it didn't it didn't get the effect that they wanted the leader wanted a, a mass killing and uh, I believe it only killed 12, but there was uh, thousands that were hospitalized and, and, and thousands, uh, a lot of people that were hurt from this. And um, so it, it, it wasn't, it, but it wasn't what he planned. And this wasn't the first one, like I said. He, he had done a few others or attempted a few others. Um, and um, it was, it was just, it was a crazy situation. Um, and, and it all started with him um, giving yoga classes, you know, and meditation. And it all it all grew out of that. He uh, with that he started giving them his truths or his beliefs, you know. You talk about too that what he had claimed that he was a chosen from Christ to lead God's army during the coming Armageddon. At the end of the century, he predicted 1997, and he said that the war would be initiated, like you mentioned, by the U.S., a nuclear Armageddon, they would attack Japan. Of course, he saw all kinds of conspiracies, but he also saw all kinds of conspiracies at the same time that it must have been very stressful because it was an anti-cult lawyer who had had success uh, prosecuting the Moonies, the Unification Church. And so this... Uh, Sakamoto lawyer attorney was starting class action lawsuits. So this, it always seems to with the Jones case as well. The the uh, his agitation and stress and stress levels by virtue of people complaining and people asking questions, people defecting, creates uh, drug use in, in Jones's case. But in this particular case, it ends up in far more erratic behavior and again with the clock ticking they do things that are uh, are going to ask the group to do something with suicide. When you talk about these groups in apocalyptic let's talk about this su- a subway um, attack 
and if these people had any kind of suicide pact in in terms of and what was their description of their apocalyptic future well you know um some with this particular group not all of them were were thinking of suicide certainly not when they were doing um what they were doing um they they had um they had a goal in mind, and they had to survive in order to do that. Um, in in other cases, there were ones that knew they had to commit suicide or they had to die with the situation. So there was a combo there. There was it depended on who and which part of the group. Um, so um, w- with these uh, killings, it was or attacks. It was meant to create something else. It was meant to start something or, you know, like even with Charles Manson, it was, again, you you are going to start something or get it going, and you, you're God's army, so you're going, you're part of the, 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 the fixer-up crew. You're part of the crew that's going to come and uh, start the world over or um, guide uh, the, the, the survivors into the new world or new future. So... Um, it's a combination on whether they're going to commit suicide or not. And and when they went after Sakamoto, it was because he, uh, um, one of the things was um, the leader of the AM was was supposed to have you know superpowers and stuff. He could he could float in the air and and uh, they had his blood right. And they said it was it was uh, powerful to have his blood. And so they had to kill him so that because uh, he was. Not only the lawsuit, but he was actually going to uh, really uh, um, prove that this guy had no power, and uh, he couldn't—he couldn't, you know—he couldn't face that in the public. Yes, right. Let's use this as an opportunity to stop for a second to talk about our sponsor, which is Honey. You know that Honey is the free online shopping tool that automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your cart. And you know how great it feels to save. But how does it feel to save with honey? It's like hitting every green light on your way home from work. I bought the Kindle version of Barbara Rifle's book, The Body Snatcher's Wife, My Life with a Monster. That's a true murder guest next week. $20.54. I got the book for $7.46. A 73% saving. I'm always excited to save money with honey. It's incredible. Like today, 73%, I, I, I buy a lot of books, and I always save with honey. And you can save with anything that you normally buy by just having honey. Honey has found its over 13 million members, over $2 billion in savings. Do you know Honey supports over 30,000 stores online, including Macy's, Target, Sephora, Best Buy, and more, and they're adding more every day? Users love Honey. That's why it has over 100,000 plus five-star reviews on the Google Chrome Store. Using Honey feels pretty great. Think of it as a little daily victory. Plus, it's free to use and installs in just a few seconds. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com murder. That's joinhoney.com murder. Now, Alan, I asked you about the idea of, of a suicide pact involved in any of these apocalyptic uh, ideas and prophecies and sermons that they gave to their their followers. And what leads me to the 
talking about the order of the solar temple. And Joseph de Mambro and uh, Luc Jure, 1984. Let's talk about the solar temple and the difference, the ideas behind the solar temple, what they thought they were and why. Tell us a little bit about these two people that form this incredibly deadly order of the solar temple. Well, they had more. They had um, their idea was uh, kind of a renewed order of the solar temples, you know, the the Templars, you know, the uh, protectors of of uh, the Catholic Church, and and so that was kind of what they were doing. That was the original premise. Um, but the thing is, they kind of had more of a neo-Nazi um, influence on that because of who they were. So they, they took some of the original um, temple traditions and they mixed in some of the supremacy and the ideas of that. And that kind of kind of really give a real screwy sort of idea. So they, they kind of took what they wanted from, from both and, and led their followers that way. You know, the, uh, you know uh, the foundation of the Golden Way was their... their um, how they started to, uh, to to create their their thoughts. So they had groups all over the place. They had them in Switzerland. They had them in uh, Italy, UK, Canada, and Australia. And um, their 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 ideas were again, yeah, end times and things were things were going to end. And um, those leaders were very influential in what they wanted, and they had a lot of. Uh, rituals together, so they would um, do meetings, and they would have ritualistic sex and massage, and do all these things together um, in the nude. It was almost like pagan in a sense, but it wasn't. Um, but they directed this. They they would uh, tell them what to do, and uh, people would all join. Um, they had to give up everything again. It's the same tradition. You give up all your house, your money, car, anything that you own, and you become part of the group, and you get initiated in some sort of uh, one of these uh, rituals, and that was it. Um, so, the, so the game was on. Um, the unfortunate thing was this was more of a suicide group, Um so, and, and in their tradition or their idea was you had to die um, uh, by fire. So when they had rituals to uh, kill themselves, they would all uh, get into a certain group in that and they would burn themselves to death. That was the, the original idea of their ending. So, um, and, and, and again, it, it's the same thing. They, they, they took the idea of going getting members by going town to town and doing seminars and doing trainings and and they it was all homeopathic it was all natural organic foods and and inspirational tapes and new age and that was kind of a that so they all sort of it's kind of you know they their techniques change throughout the groups but they you know they get something you know whether it's jim jones saying yes we like blacks we like gays come on in you're all welcome here you're part of us or whether you're selling traditional you know eat eat this certain way and or whether you're doing yoga and meditation it it all starts out with quite an innocent and quite a um a friendly group and people feel very welcomed 
and they get involved in these groups and and somewhere along the lines they get so indoctrinated that they can't leave or they they have no means to leave and then it it goes into something that's quite ugly um whether they're burning themselves in a ritual or or killing themselves or it's just all and or whether they'll die for the group themselves like David Koresh or something whether they're willing to um just fight fight for the for the the right to do what they do until they're dead uh you know it's kind of one of those things and it always ends that way but it's once they're in and involved and they're so they're living the lifestyle from doing it over and over again um they 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 either can't leave won't leave or they don't want to leave and they get sucked into this energy that's going to um going to kill them you write about in this and it seems with it's consistent with all of these when things like i mentioned when things get stressful when people start complaining when the focus or the spotlight is on the group the leaders become much more paranoid and erratic behavior and things change uh, in nineteen ninety demambro the one of the founders his son eli he's a twenty four year old he was outspoken about his father and he was claiming that his father had faked uh rituals using holograms and laser lights and sound effects and so a, a bunch of members fifteen members leave and also now this idea that his claims he's using again uh he's claiming that he's telepathic um he's all, he's again a, a a healer uh Jure and uh, Demambro have all kinds of money and properties but those property values in the 80s is with that recession in the early 80s these property values are are plummeting so with headline news you write in in March 93 after this March in 1990 where Demambro's son is speaking out about his father. In 93, they make headline news, and three members, including Jure, or two members plus Jure, are arrested for trying to buy guns with silencers. Uh, tell us what happens after that as a result. Well, with that, of course, came with investigations. So you get FBI, and you've got all these you know, RCMP um kind of their kind of background group that investigates start tapping their phones and and um following them around and stuff like that um and uh with that they started finding out their plans to bomb like uh for the first nations reserves and and uh and uh they wanted to blow up in Canada the Quebec hydro uh tower transmission towers and and uh, so they started they they had these real they were getting into the aggressive attacks um but again with the sun outspoken it it started making them really scared and when they some of the members were arrested for the gun charges they were worried about not getting in and out of the different countries right so uh um it was again the beginning of the end it was it was where um they were starting to lose their control, lose their funds, lose their power, lose their money, and that's always the the start of where something's going to happen. And so that's when, by uh, 1994, late 1994, um, that's when the first sect of this group uh, decided to commit suicide, and that was in Switzerland. 
And um, yeah. so it just that's it always goes that way. The the direction and why they do what they do is sometimes different. But it, if you look at every one of these groups has the same sort of pattern, and um, and you, it's just it's just amazing to watch the transitions. And uh, it's always the same. They, they and they all get. It seems to start out so innocent. The, the people that join, um, and that's kind of one of the big key things. Uh, the people that join these, um, there's usually uh, the same the same sort of characteristics. You know, they, they're people that need to feel validated. Uh, they're seeking an identity. You know, they're, 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 um, they're sort of, they're, they're followers and not leaders. There's, there's some sort of, um, they're looking for a purpose and, and meaning of why they're here and why there's life and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, with that, they're looking for something good. So what you, whether you have some meditation and yoga or whether you have counseling or you have uh, the tapes that, you know, help you uh, uh, self-esteem and, and things like that. And like this, this group you're talking about with the order where, you know, um, it's, it's all natural homeopathic living and get away from all those modern things and, and uh, they're killing you. Right. So it's, and, and people get into it. And like I said, it starts out really, really mild. And then it gets to a point where the leaders or the people running the group gets, get some sort of challenge or they start to run out of money or they're running out of time, so to speak, because things are falling apart. And, uh, that's when they kind of push the button and get the, you know, initiate the, the suicide or the killing or the, devastation that ends up taking the group out and it's it's the same patterns all the way through you talk about the same patterns but this is uh, an incredible day october 5th 1994 you say that the uh, the suicide packs begin here farmhouse in switzerland is on fire inside a police find the body of albert uh, giacobano and he was shot um and there was a pulpit found in the apartment and a pentagram drawn on the floor. Hanging over the pulpit was a picture of Jesus Christ, but instead of Jesus' face was a photo or a photo of Lac Jure, the co-founder of this solar temple here. So around the base of the pulpit, in a sunburst design, were 23 bodies. Ten men and twelve women, including DeMambro's daughter, who was twelve years old, all wearing white, various uh, uniforms, empty champagne bottles everywhere. Half the bodies had plastic bodies over, bags over their heads. Some had had their hands tied behind their backs. Some had been shot, some up to eight times. A mayor, a journalist, and a civil servant were found dead in this room. Meanwhile, 50 miles away, three chalets were burning. Inside, 25 bodies, five children, badly burned. Uh, none were shot, but they had plastic bags over their heads. Some had, had, had been beaten, but most were sedated by drugs. Some left suicide notes, uh, basically talking about how hypocritical the world and oppressive the world was in those suicide notes. Later that same day, a house owned by the Solar Temple exploded. 
Uh, in the basement, DeMambro's chauffeur, his wife, and their three-month son, three-month-old son was fo- was found. Now, the plastic bag was over his head, and a wooden stake was pounded through his heart. They believed he was the Antichrist. So as you mentioned about, it started off innocent. It really does start off incredibly innocent with homeopathy, and that's where they were recruiting from that office. And then organic, (laughs) organic produce, organic farming to this, Mm. to that end, if it's even the end. Well, you know, and that's, you know, well, they, and they have that idea, you know, they're talked into the idea. So this was ritual. They had to, you know, they'll lay in a certain way. And, and just like Jim Jones, they're, you know, revolutionary suicide. But then at, when it comes to the point where they're actually doing it, some people are scared and they, they won't do it or they refuse. So then they have to be forced into it. So in that case that, you know, they would shoot them. And, and even in this case, they had to tie them up. And some of them had to be shot several times, and so they were put in the right position in the ritual, and they would go through with it. So if 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 you get scared and you don't want to do it, then they force it to happen and 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 do it. So it it, it gets to a point where they're they've gone too far, and they can't get out. And um, you know, and then they're told, like in this space, you know, what they're going to the planet Sirius, right? When they die yeah. the fiery death on Earth, that that's, you know, just like Heaven's Gate, you know, you get the spaceship and you're going to uh, um, the next level on a new planet, and, and it's yeah. it's always the same sort of, it just gets tweaked or it's different, you know. They get it from other religions or other groups. It it, it usually comes from some sort of religious belief and that's really the key to this because uh it's 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 the kind of the extra thing needed to get someone to join you know it's one thing to have the meditation or the or the um you know the, the healthy eating or the, you know and things like that to to catch people to have them come visit you or to let you in in their house but it's the next thing is is when you have you know some sort of you know Christ or Catholic or something like that behind you, it, it puts people at ease to think well, you know this is okay. It's kind of that extra confident building uh, thing that they need to make you feel comfortable enough to get involved in the group, and and that's kind of um, with all of them that's sort of what they what happens and then see it over and over again. Well, very much like you see now, the the rise of uh, profiteering religious people, leaders, uh, doing Bible interpretation. We'll just say, for example, in the U.S., we don't even have to mention any names. I don't want to offend anybody that listens to anyone. But this, uh, what I'm talking about is the incredible amount of money that can be raised through uh, mainstream religions, not so mainstream religions, televangelical, evangelical people on television and otherwise on the internet. At this time, with the solar temple, there was rumors of millions of dollars in the Swiss bank account. But again, very bizarre that within that just basic hustle for money, because they very much like Scientology, I find 
with this story was that they were there was different levels, but different levels based on how much money you had, how much money of you course. contributed. You know, yeah. and the and very much like the Scientologists too, when you see a cult previously say, looking and targeting wealthy people, again you see that in Scientology, which is again for lack of better is a mainstream. Well, I wouldn't say it's a religion. Well, I guess they, classified. Well, uh, if, you know, it depends on what country you're in, and 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 that's true. Some countries classify it as religion, some don't. Uh, in in the well, the one difference with the um, with Scientology is it's not they're not um, it's not the end of the world today and we're not going into uh, kill mode you know that is one difference but you're right in the other there's it's a never-ending achievement of levels <laughs> that he you know you know it'll take your life to get there and and it was perfect with the order of the solar temple because because they were into the uh, healthy organic natural lifestyle and all that you know, homeopaths stuff. It's perfect because you get a lot of the trendy people that are willing to pay a membership and to be put in class distinctions, you know, whether, you know, how good you are. <laughs> so it was perfect to have levels that, that you charge to get people to come in and then levels to help people as they grow. And it's kind of a nice uh, um, thing because people are always trying to achieve or become better, especially if they're joining a group to, um, find some sort of meaning. So it's, it's kind of the perfect uh, scenario, if you will. And so the, the order, order of the Solar Temple did it the best in that way. Well, it's also very easy to, or much easier to, uh, attract followers when you have almost the endorsement of a wealthy or popular or, uh, yeah, wealthy or popular famous person does a lot of recruiting for you, I believe. Oh, yeah, and that's the idea. You know, you get someone in there, and it's great. Um, Grace Kelly, in this case, you look at different um, groups. And in Scientology, you mentioned there's a lot of celebrities that have been in there, and, and uh, you know, Tom Cruise is the most popular, and that's very good for their image. It's good for um, the group overall. You see someone that's really successful in whatever they do, like him, it's a successful movie maker and movie star, and lots of money, and he believes in it, so people will think, well, it must be okay if he's in it, right? And, um, you know, that's backfired lately with things. But in general, celebrity is great to have part of the the group or the cult, religion. Absolutely. When I mentioned, too, was was at the end of the solar uh, temple, but in December 95, 16 members of the solar temple were found in Grenoble, France, in uh, 97, five members burned to death in a house owned by Solar Temple in Quebec. And all of the suicide murders all occurred on the same, on the same dates of the annual equinoxes or solstices. So this is uh, very, very interesting how this, even despite all this failure for these prophecies, and despite all of the scandal that seems to be Again, for anyone that were to scratch the surface looking for evidence, and yet still people want to belong. Let's talk about Heaven's Gate and uh, March 97 and Marshall Applewhite, leader of Heaven's Gate. He led uh, 38 of his followers to suicide. And he, he talked about bodies just being containers for souls and for souls to be 
tell us about his suicide and his ideas about the soul and how he freed people or was freeing for people to to die. Tell us a little bit about these bizarre ideas. Yeah, and that's just, it's a, again we're back in the same idea. You know, he um, he uh, he was so unhappy with himself, and and apparently he had homosexual feelings, and he had some some problems with with that and being a Presbyterian at the time, and and I guess um, so he um, you know his idea he had to uh, so he castrated himself. Yeah. down the road and then he starts out with the with the group and yeah you you're going to be transported you know you're going to get on an alien craft and 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 uh you know leave the earth and and move into the next level um so it's just this whole idea of becoming something better and he's he's the leader and he's the one that's going to take you to the next level again it's 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 this, it's kind of a it's a different different take on it, but it's the same sort of thing. So after he um, uh, met his wife Bonnie Nettles, uh, they they got married and um, they became uh, the beginning of of the end, <laughs> you know. And again, they were pushed into it. It wasn't going to happen the way they wanted it so soon. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. But. It's it's it, it, you know every one of these when you go through them, uh, if if you take out even you know the personalities the personalities of these leaders are are and their their concept, it's all much the same. They just have slight tweaks, and the the type of people they look for they aim for um, can be different, but they, they you know they they take them down the same road and into the same. Uh, you know, end. It's 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 um, you, you know, you want to reach back and and scream at people, but um, so, so these guys ended up being called like a UFO um, religion, um, you know. In a way, when you bring up Scientology, it's the same sort of concept of becoming your own god and and getting your own planet. Um, so you can see how they relate to each other and how they take ideas from other. Um, sure. More more popular mainstream religions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and certainly with this as well. It, what's he? he the, you you talk about that originally they thought this spacecraft uh, Tela was going to come and pick them up, but then they get put in a position where the plans have to change and the prophecy has to change, and now it's a suicide pact. Now it's drugs yeah. and suicide, and then again. Very much like all of the other ones that you use as examples, not everybody's willing. So there's or the or this ineffective way of killing themselves, even in this case, where they have to suffocate themselves because the method was ineffective. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, the 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 way he wanted them to kill themselves was not it, it it didn't really work, and it just caused problems. It, you know, it just hurt them. It didn't. It was. It's just ridiculous. You know. Again, you have people that don't really understand the the science behind what they're doing and um they just tell their followers to do something and something's going to happen and then it ends up like this so yeah you're right and for those people that say too that you know we talk about ridiculous ideas because in in retrospect everything seems ridiculous but from the 
circumstances in which this person was convinced by this charismatic person employing a lot of the techniques whether they've self-learned or they learned from reading about these people are masters at taking identifying vulnerable people and using a combination of uh, convincing them that they are superior there is a, they are a chosen one and or have the key to life the key to finding their meaning for life um, and again the validation them belonging to a again an elite group all of these groups are elite groups that are that are enlightened in an elite way that not everyone knows of this message and has this benefit of this unique uh, leader to lead them but all of them uh, when we talk about this solar temple everybody knows uh, Star Trek and Lieutenant Uhura and the brother of Nichelle Nichols on that series was so influenced again by watching Star Trek and, and Star Wars but also just being one of those vulnerable people. He was one of those people in one of those suicide videos for the Solar Temple, wasn't he? Yeah, and, and you know, even uh, Applewhite, he called this group the away team. You know, <laughs> you, could, you, know you couldn't be any more uh, directly taken from a TV show, right? right. Uh, it's, it's just, uh, you know, I, I, guess, I guess what it is is... Um, you're right. People, um, it's not meant to be in jest toward people that end up in these groups because I've met a lot of them and some of them are super people. It's just um, at the time it was what they needed and and it happened. Um, and, um, you know, it's easy to look back, like you said, and see these things and kind of go, well, that's ridiculous. Um, but it, it, it's the the book really. Uh, that's why I have two chapters specifically on the things that happen and and what happens to people when they get involved and and you know the brainwashing and and the indoctrinations and the different and and even how hard it is to get out of it and that. So those are really key important things. This isn't just a, a book that is oh look how silly these people are and look what you know stupid things they did. It's it's more realistic. It's about looking at people that are in some sort of transitional time in their life for whatever the reason, and they're open to some sort of uh, group or suggestion, or they need some sort of support system. And along comes a group that's very loving, that has a lot of techniques and ideas that actually help these people and they become part of the group because they feel loved and a lot of the other people in the group are in the same place they are so it works because you're in amongst others that also have services the same needs and you become kind of like a family and um, and so it's it's really easy to get involved in this and get it part make it part of your life and it helps them in a lot of cases but it's just where it goes down the road and, and of course there's no way they're going to know that you know um at the time because everybody seems so good so friendly and uh it's just it's just it it's a transitional thing so um it's really important to look at uh you know the people that get involved and why and and what and and the things that we can do to help people um 
try to get out of the groups as well and and be supportive um, rather than judgmental. You talk about vulnerability too, and and also we talk about the times where there was a lot of talk. It seems very similar to now, where we talk not so much end times, but a cataclysmic climate change at that time. Pollution was an issue. So people that had gone through university, there was a a, a revolution basically in thought, and so you had that atmosphere very much like you have now, but you had that yeah. atmosphere contributing to people that were good kids that thought that, uh, that they should go through religious training, were very religious, but then were disillusioned. And then as a result, were vulnerable. But also the practices of, of by and far, these con men, because all of them were con men, that these people then were they employed brainwashing techniques, which include, like in Jim Jones' case, where they worked all day when they, once they got to Guyana. When they got to Guyana, not only did they give up their their possessions, but they also gave up their passports, so they couldn't leave, or it was very difficult to leave. And so they also were fed rice three times a day. So you could see that they were worked hard, indoctrinated with films about Russia, because that was their end goal, was to go to Russia. And so they were worked hard, kept together, kept busy, and fed just rice each day. Yeah, I think I think that's kind of the the key, um, and and whether the leader is a con man, as you as as um, as said, or whether they really believe and are mentally uh, in trouble, um, it's hard to say, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, the problem with Jim Jones was, you know, he seemed like a real loving, nice guy in the beginning. And is it the right. drug and the suspicion? And was it also the end goal? That's a lot of times they have this really wild idea of how it's supposed to end. Like you say, end up in Russia and end up in a commune and loving and all this stuff. But in order to get there, if it's not going to happen or if it's not happening the way they want it, they they there there comes a big severe ending where they're all dead. You know, like it's all um, because. Jim Jones couldn't make that dream come true. It was going to be the end, and so um, it, it's kind of a you know you have to wonder with someone like that if they really believed in what they spoke, or if, or if they did it just to make money. Um, Same cases like that. I don't know. Um, the, I think the Order of the Solar Temple was they, those guys were about money and finance. Um, and they didn't believe a lot of what they 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 put out there. But with Jim Jones, I don't know. He's he's a, he's an in, in, interesting individual. I think he believed in a lot of what he said. But he also hustled with the chicken entrails. Oh yeah. So so very much like well, a like a like a hustler and uh, a fraud. He he used that money and and. You know, when you want to question people's motives, the Solar Temple, there was a lot of money. Jim Jones, there was a lot yeah. of money. All of these are yeah. a lot of money. They can Even the Heaven's Gate guys, they could purchase a $1.3 million mansion. You know, religions, some churches, many churches, I'm sure, struggle. <laughs> yeah. You know, keep yeah. a roof, yeah, literally fix the roof on the church. So, 
That's because a lot of the churches uh, that are mainstream do not collect everything from their people. They take donations, whereas with these groups, every one of them, it's like, okay, we want your house, we want your cars. They take everything you have and put it into the kitty. Whereas, like when you're going to the you know church down the road, uh, you might put ten bucks in the in the, the pass round cup or whatever, but you still have your house and car and all that. You know, you have your bank account, so it's it's that's where they get this intense wealth um, because they take every person. Like if you think about Jim Jones, you think about hundreds of you know having a thousand people and all of their income, and then you have all of their labor as well um, mm-hmm. for free. Uh, it's pretty in, pretty intense uh, how much money they 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 get and go through and uh, yeah you know um, it's 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 kind of a, a sad statement because it, it, most of these groups are still active um, to this day and still have followers and still believe in in what they were taught it's not like it's gone away it's just the leader was killed or died and um, even a lot of the members but there's still the religion, so to speak, continuing to this day. You include, too, the Branch Davidians and David Koresh, and uh, also, instead of, many people know that story, but also that, that it's connected with the Oklahoma City bombing in terms of people feeling that Waco and the government, where the government assassinated those people and killed those people, uh, wrongfully, and there was convictions in court as well. So it's very interesting. You're getting uh, a reaction to that, what they've perceived as as wrongful killing of those innocent people, exercising their religious li- rights. And then you have the Oklahoma City bombing. Will there be other people inspired from those movements? Oh, totally. And and in Caressa's, uh case in particular i've talked to followers and there's followers that have been uh you know they're out and alive and they're um still following and some of them are still waiting for him to return you know um this is a continuation and 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 you know a lot of the um i guess you want to call them the radical right or a lot of the right wing in in the u.s really believed in uh you know from ruby ridge which led to the Branch Davidians at Waco to, like you said, Oklahoma bombing. Uh, they're all connected in in the fact that, um, you know, there's a, a group that feel they have the right to have guns and the right to, uh, um, to, to have these religions and groups in amongst themselves. And uh, it's a real fine line. I wouldn't want to be the one deciding. Um, you know, as bad as uh, I think Janet Reno handled this case, um, I wouldn't want to be the person that had to do that to, to decide when to move and when not to move. And when you've got your agents in, in David Koresh's case actually saying that, um, you know, they've got a stockpile of weapons. Um, he's having sex with children. He's having babies with, with children. Um, there's all of these things that, you know, are against the law. Um, but is it part of the religion? Is it allowed, or do you know? Are they allowed to do all this? And there's people that believe they should be able to, and that's that's where you draw that line. And um, you know, they get to the technicalities. The ATF had no legal right to uh, to try to arrest Koresh and the group for for the um, um, rape charges or the sex with the minors. 
that's not their jurisdiction. Like there's, I, I've heard all of these. That that case I was involved with a lot, and it's just it's just all over the place on how how and what people believe. But bottom line is, don't get don't, you know don't get me wrong. I included this because you know David Koresh or Victor Hutuf is his real name was a, a seven-day Adventist that uh, believed the end of the world and was um, um, believed he was, he was uh, you know, Jesus or God's son right from the get-go. And um, right then, um, I, I just, I, I don't trust them. So, um, but they're still there and they're still out there and they're still following um, David Koresh. You write about a different type of cult. Uh, again, will be very interesting. I'd not heard of this person, Rod Farrell, and right. the worshiping the paranormal. He believed uh, he told his followers he was a 500-year-old vampire, again, somewhat ridiculous. But and he was a spirit, and he was called upon Lucifer to build up an army to stop again coming apocalypse. And yeah. uh, this guy had a sordid background that contributed to, well, he had a traumatic background. You talk about him uh, being raped by his grandfather and his grandfather's friends. So there was uh, a disturbing beginning to his life, certainly. Oh, totally, totally. And I, I only included them because I wanted to show that it went on the same same scenario of cult-like lifestyle and end of the world and all that that were from people that didn't necessarily believe in um, an Abrahamic religion, like they didn't believe uh, in in Jesus or the the Jewish religion or you know Islam. It was they they thought that was just all just garbage. So they did they weren't like a uh, mainstream religious person per se. They had a different concept of the world and more of a um, I want to call more of a television. <laughs> Thing, you know, like everything comes from vampires and and uh, things like that, and they get they get so influenced from what you see in these movies and and books that have been written um, horror stories, and um, they adopt those ideas and they make it real to life, and they become part of them, like where they like this guy Rod Farrell thought he was he was uh, a spirit that kept coming back. He was an old vampire soul so to speak and um and so so they don't have to like follow um you know jesus or they're not they're not necessarily the son of of god but there is still cults and groups like this that have the same sort of you know they draw in on people you know again the people are different but they 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 get these people that have this weakness and this need to feel part of something and they join and then from there they do something you know usually again it's it, with these guys it's 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 sexual or it's something that becomes just part of the group behavior and it's not necessarily deadly but it does lead to that um over and over again so you know well he talked about human sacrifice so he was convincing his followers to rationalize why murder death was okay what else did he have to say to his followers again as ridiculous as it may sound how else did he frame his argument 
Well, you know, he was. Uh, if you ever watched an in, in, interview with the vampire or read, you would you would almost think he was Lewis. You know, he had so many of the characteristics. You know, he had the alt, alters and he had the, you know, and and he wanted them to drink blood, right? And um, <laughs> so so the idea was you you drank his blood and they would drink each other's blood and they had all these. Um, and you get power from that, and you get to, you get everything from them, and it's just it's it's like I said, it's watching a really bad horror movie, and um, I I don't know the the bloodletting ideas and all that just sort of um, you know like I I can't say enough bad about this sort of thing, you know everything that you'd see uh, candles and incense and uh, uh, it's just a bad bad movie and uh, again um, it, it's it, people uh, feel feel love for for their leader and if they get into the life this is one of those that if they got into the lifestyle long enough it would continue even after Farrell's in jail or even after he dies um, people keep it going um, but this is one that was cut pretty short um, luckily Yes, I mean they started not so innocently by breaking into a, a, I don't know, humane shelter and killing dogs and drinking their blood, but eventually yeah. it did lead to, and again you say luckily it it led to murder obviously, but uh, it it's a it's a very good well, example of how I'll, even though it's a minor it looks like a bunch of teenagers who watch too much TV. Again, it seems like it an don't. innocent scenario that you know the parents don't even know about this, but the next thing you know, murder ensues. Well, they, so yeah, they get they get into this thing, you know, like he's 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 creating a like with his girlfriend, he were killed the parents. He's creating her. She's evolving into this high priestess. Like they have all these, you know, these huge uh, ideas about where everything's going and, and, and how powerful they are and how how elite, again, that word, uh, how much better they are than the world. And, and they're going to run the world to control the world. So that's what this was all about. And it's just, it's, 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 it's laughable, but it's, it's not because real people get involved in this. And if this didn't end so quickly, it would have gone on and on and he would have had more members and more of this would have happened and and um it's not a it's never a good ending you talked to survivors of cults and obviously you didn't there's many many survivors that probably would never want to speak about it again i would think but there are many programs like the the victims the myrtles there they created a, a foundation but and i know of other deprogramming cult type services and people that have been involved in cults helping people recover I guess uh, reintegrate what was uh, some of the things that you heard from survivors of these cults well uh, mo- the ones I dealt with all believed and continue to believe in to whatever faith they were following um, whether it um, was uh, Heaven's Gate or whether it's uh, Branch Davidians or um, um, even you know even the Matson followers, they all sort of um, continue to live 
um, as if it existed, as if it was real, as if the, the what they learned from that leader um, was the, the true teaching. And um, they're going to live out their life that way. And, and I just couldn't figure out how. Uh, and some of them were very smart, like um, Brian uh, Thibodeau, you know, of the... Um, um, Branch Davidians and and right. just really together people and they seem like they are normal as as which what you know that word but they're just an average citizen and yet they go home and they're they're still believe that you know in that case he, you know Koresh is coming back you know that 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 this is is continuing and and, and I can't. I can't quite figure that out. I can't figure out how they've um, developed so far into that life that they're they're going to live out their life holding on to that. And I just uh, and that's the ones I focused on. There's also ones that have been, you know, if you if, you know Robert Rand and you go through him and a lot of the people he's helped to program and stuff, and and it's uh, they're totally um, broken away. Um, but with this particular book. I didn't use any of those conversations or influence, really. Uh, it was more about people that, because um, I'm fascinated on on, on how on, on what that point is of when they turn into being that religion, that faith that they were taught, rather than just a follower or part of the group at the beginning like where was it so that even the leader can be dead or proven wrong and they still go with the faith like that's I'm fascinated with that point absolutely it's been uh, an incredible speaking with you about doomsday cults the devil's hostage I want to thank you very much Alan R. Warren for talking about doomsday cults for those that might want to take a look at this uh can you point them to a website? Uh, as there a Facebook page? And of course, you're the host of the great radio program, House of Mystery. So tell us about how they might take a look at this book and other work. Well, it's at uh, most major bookstores and, of course, Amazon. And I have a, a book author webpage, alanrwarren.com, and all my books are there, uh, as well as. Uh, Facebook, I'm on, um, Alan R. Warren author, or just me, and I, and I have Twitter as well, and of course the houseofmysteryradio.com if they want to listen to me talk. <laughs> and okay. uh, that's about it. Great. Thank you very much, Alan R. Warren, Doomsday Cults, The Devil's Hostage. It's been fantastic. Good night. Thank you.